Hi everyone, Patrick here. Before the episode starts, I just wanted to put a disclaimer out there that there is talks about mental health and depression and a pretty rough death in this movie. So if that is a subject that you don't really like talking about or it hits a soft spot for you, I just wanted to put this warning out there beforehand. But please, I do hope you enjoy this episode on Gremlins. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host Patrick and I'm here to share my love of everything horror and true crime. Unfortunately, Celeste will not be joining us for this episode. She's still not feeling the greatest, but we still wanted to get an episode out to you and explain what's going to happen for the rest of the year. Now, obviously... It's coming to the end of 2022. We want to thank everyone for the support we've had over the four months that we've done this so far. We cannot wait to see what 2023 has in store. So basically, we just released our Horror Ranks video. We will release this episode and next week you will get a YouTube and a podcast. We're going to try and do that for everyone and then that's it. We'll have a two-week break of everything so we can enjoy our time off with our families for the holidays and then we'll come back in January. We'll have a specific date for you for next week when we'll let you know. But until then, you just get to listen to me talk about one of my favorite all-time movies, the 1984 classic Gremlins, which was directed by Joe Dante starring Zach Gallahan and Phoebe Cates. Now, Please, if you haven't seen this movie, do yourself a favor. This has got to be one of the best childhood memory films that I've ever had the pleasure of watching. And I'm like so, so excited that I get to review it and go in depth about it. This, I remember, was a movie my father showed me once and it scared the absolute shit out of me as a kid. Like I remember being a little bit terrified of the gremlins, especially when they're in their green monstrous form. Like, everyone's a fan of Gizmo. Like, he's the cutest one out of all of them. But when they turn into what they were after eating after midnight, which I want to talk about that rule, I find it a bit bullshit. And it was fun to learn that in an interview with Zach Gallahan, he kind of says that they made fun of it in the sequel because it makes no sense. Like, there's different time zones. Like, how do they know when midnight is? It could be midnight somewhere else. We don't know what it goes through but like as a kid not really as a kid sorry as an adult I thought oh because they're in this movie takes place in America it's that time zone if it was in Australia where I am from it'll be our time zone like it'll be it'll know what the time zone is but again it is a little bit bullshit but going back to what I was saying yes this movie used to terrify me especially when they were all running down the street when they have the big army of gremlins that used to scare the absolute shit out of me (laughs) I don't really think this movie needs a synopsis because I don't really want to give it away. I want, if you haven't seen it, obviously, please do yourself a favor. But I really want to just go through it, talk to you about it, and then give you a little bit of some fun facts at the end. So, we open this movie with a monologue from Rand Peltzer. He's walking through the street in Chinatown. Uh, We're finding out he's an inventor and he's trying to move his merchandise 
while also trying to find a present for his kid because obviously it is around Christmas time. Um, he is taken to the shop by a young boy and it's like this hidden away shop. It's the young boy's grandfather's shop and he gets taken in there and he's like, you can sell it here basically. And I think the kid was really only there to try and get money off of him because they're not making much as we find out. So Ran gets up to the guy and, well, the old man at the shop and he talks to him about his bathroom buddy and how he's trying to sell his product. And while this is happening, he can hear like this distant noise in the background. He's As he's still showing it, he's showing like, oh, you can brush your teeth. Obviously, when he presses the button for the toothpaste, it malfunctions on him, goes all over him, cleans himself up. And then again, you can hear the same noise. And he's asking, what is that? And he walks over to where the noise is and he lifts the cover up sorry, the cover off of this box. And we see like these two little ears perk up. The kid tells Rand that it's a mogwai. And as it starts to sing to him, obviously Randall like wants this mogwai for his son and he tries to bite off the old man, but the old man is like, nope, there's too much responsibility. You can't have him. Like no one's ready to have it. The little boy tells Randall to wait outside as like he needs the money. He tells his old man, the his grandfather, sorry, that He's like, he's dumb for not taking the money. But I reckon the grandfather was probably the smartest person in this movie, as we'll find out. So the little boy comes outside with the box and gives it to Randall without his grandfather knowing. And we find out about the three rules of the Mogwai. Basically, don't expose them to bright light, especially sunlight. Yes, I got that from a song, I know, because it's not, that's not what it says in a movie. That's a song lyric. It was the song I used when we released that we were going to be covering Gremlins. But back to the movie, I love getting sidetracked, as you know. Uh, Keep him dry, don't get him wet, and obviously the one I just talked about before, don't feed him after midnight. So now we cut to Kingston Falls in the USA, where a sheriff is trying to get a Christmas tree for free with no luck. I just thought that'd be fun to mention. Then we see, this is where we meet Billy for the first time and he's trying to get his car to work. Uh, He's getting no luck with his car started and he's running late for work. And this guy, I can't remember his name. We find out about it later in the movie, but he comes in a couple of times. We see him and I'll mention his name later in this podcast. I'm pretty sure I will. He comes to talk to him about how the car doesn't work because it's all foreign parts. Like he's like, oh, these damn foreign cars that don't work, that don't really make them like these American steel cars anymore. Like it's all a bit, this is why your car's not working. So eventually he finally gets to work with his dog Barney and he hides him under the desk and this is where we meet our next main character, Kate, who's getting him to sign a petition to help the local pub keep their lease and declare it a landmark. Now he works at a bank where they're trying to buy out this pub so they can demolish it or something and obviously Kate wants to keep it there and she wants to make sure it stays there because it's like everyone's childhood everyone remembers going to this pub for dinner or lunch it's where everyone meets their loved ones as we learned Billy that's where his parents got engaged and yeah obviously it's just like a it's a bit of like a part of the town it shouldn't really go so then the next thing we see we see this woman walking down the street with the head of a snowman now this is Mrs. Deagle who I like to call is the local carrot because she is the biggest bitch I think I've ever seen in a movie. There's probably more when we cover more movies, but right now she is the biggest bitch I've ever seen in a movie. Like before she even walks into a bank, the bank, 
a woman named Mrs. Harris tries to talk to Mrs. Deagle about having a bit more time on their loan or their bills as like they don't have the money to pay for it at the moment. They've fallen on a bit of hard times and I love it how I've written I've written in my notes, she cements her ultimate bitch status as she calls them deadbeats and walks away. Like who in their right mind would do that? Like that's not fun at all. Like obviously they're reaching out for help and she's just like, nah, fuck ya, get out of my face. All I care about is your money. So she comes into the bank and she kind of cuts in line and she goes straight to where Billy is and she goes, all right, Bill, your dog broke my snowman and I want to, I want him. Like if I ever catch him, he'll, I'll do what needs to be done. I'll take him to the vets and I'll put him down to sleep because that's all he deserves. And as this is happening, the dog, well, Barney, sorry, his name is Barney, frees himself and attacks Mrs. Deagle. And then she goes on about having a weak heart and almost having a heart attack. And she tells Barney that she'll get him one day. Like she's having this full on fight with this dog. And it's a little bit funny, but I say up to the dog, man. Like, it's crazy to think that people could actually be this mean to someone. Like, obviously, Barney's just the dog and he didn't mean anything by breaking her snowman. But, like, she just goes on this massive rant and just, yeah, just she is this ultimate bitch, as I said before. So, now we cut to Billy in a at the bar who draws Mrs. Deagle as a dragon and shows it to this random bloke at the bar. And he's like, oh, the old bat never looked better. Now, this is where Gerald comes in and he was at the bank while the altercation between Barney and Mrs. Deagle happened. And he like goes on to blame Billy like, oh, you almost lost your job today. But, you know, the boss had second thoughts because he's always so sentimental about the holidays. And then Gerald starts to go on about how like Billy should look for bigger and better things like himself. You know, like he's like, oh, I'm, I'll be a self-made millionaire one day and you'll be nothing. And he's just like talking down to people, which I hate people like this. Like, don't talk down to anyone. Like, everyone is their own person. Like, just be yourself, honestly. Like, never let anyone tell you anything less. Just be you. And if that makes you happy, that makes you happy. Who cares what other people think? So, this is where we find out Kate actually works at the pub she's trying to save. And she comes over to ask them for drinks. And again, Gerald talks down to both of them. But at the same time, he tries to pick up Kate and is rejected hard. And it's one of the funniest things ever. Like he keeps trying. He's like, oh, you've never seen my new apartment. And she's like, but I never saw your old one either. And (laughs) he just, he keeps trying his best. But we all know that Kate doesn't want anything to do with him, which fair enough, just let it go. So now Billy gets home to help his mother out by using one of his father's inventions, which again, it malfunctions. And Billy notices something's up with his mother. She's not saying much. She's very quiet. And he asks her like, what's wrong? And she says that Mrs. Deagle had called the afternoon, but the conversation stops there as Randall comes back home. He says hello to everyone. And this is where he hands the present to Billy and he shakes it. And he's like, is it like a bird? Is it a dog? Which I wouldn't know if it was an animal. Well, first he doesn't know what it is at first. And he shakes it and his dad tells him not to shake it. So then this is when he's asking the questions of, oh, is it like a puppy? Is it like a bird? Because it looks like a birdcage. And he's like, why don't you go over there and open it? But first things first, he tells his wife to dim the lights because obviously we know it's the Mogwai. They're sensitive to light, but obviously Billy and his mother don't know yet. Now I'll keep 
referring to Billy's mother as his mother or mum or the wife because we never get a name for this character. She's the only person I think in this movie that doesn't have a specific name. So I apologize for that, but I just get handed what I'm given, honestly. So yes, he hand Ran hands Billy the present and as he opens it, the Mogwai just pops its head out for a second and scares the shit out of everyone. The next thing we see is two little hands come up from the box and we get our first ever look at what this Mogwai looks like. And my God, you just can't help but fall in love with it at first sight. So this is where we meet Gizmo for the first time. They get a picture taken, but because the flash is on, it freaks out Gizmo and it goes straight to Ran. And this is where he decides to tell him the three rules, which I thought that could have been something you told before, but I get like the excitement of giving this present to your kid. Like totally understandable, but probably mentioned the rules at first. So the Mogwai doesn't get freaked out. So now Billy is playing like a mini keyboard in his room and Gizmo is singing back the same notes to him. He then puts a Santa hat on him and he's like, oh, like you should look at yourself in the mirror. And as he like puts the mirror on Gizmo, uh, light reflects off of it. And because of the bright light, it freaks out Gizmo. And every time a bright light hits Gizmo, he yells out bright light, bright light, because like they can say a few words, but not everything. So the next morning, Billy wakes up again, tries to make orange juice with one of the new inventions and it doesn't work it malfunctions again but at first it does seem like it's gonna work and he's like oh what a relief and then it just explodes everywhere then this kid comes dressed in as a christmas tree which that's now why i remember mentioning the christmas tree with the sheriff at the start because the kid was there this is where we meet pete for the first time who's played actually by Corey feldman who was probably in every 80s movie ever like he was in stand by me he was in uh friday the 13th chapter 4 and he was also in the goonies which is another great kids movie billy and pete head upstairs gizmo's like watching this movie and he's copying the movements of the driver in the movie which is pretty cute and pete pulls over the cover on gizmo without noticing he's there until he sees some movement and sorry until he sees some movement and billy shows him him gizmo pete asks him if he can hold gizmo for a second and pete's like yeah sure no worries and this is where Pete accidentally knocks over this jar of water and it hits Gizmo and you can start to see his back start bubbling up and this is where we learn what happens with water. So all of a sudden this little furball comes off the back of Gizmo and this is where we see that if a mogwai gets wet, it multiplies. So we get five new mogwais just in one scene alone and we notice one of them has a stripe on their head. He is going to be a very important character in this movie in this movie. But as we see, the camera pans, well, it focuses on Gizmo and we can see that he's visibly upset that this has happened. So now Billy goes down to where his father is in his garage and before he can even get his words out, his father's like excited because he's made a new addition to the bathroom buddy. He's like explaining like, imagine if you've gone for a job interview and you like reach up for your face and you realize you haven't shaved. He's like, well, you don't have to worry anymore because with the new addition of the shaver in the bathroom, buddy, you can just shave your face while you're there. And obviously Billy's trying to be supportive. He's like, oh, that's so cool. He's like, but what does this button do? And he presses it and the shaving cream malfunctions and it hits Randall in the face and all over his shirt. And he's like, I'm still working on that. But um, now Billy is like, okay, the reason I came down here is because I need to tell you that Gizmo had water spill on him by accident and 
now there's more mogwai. And he's like, what do you mean? So we cut to the living room and we can see the five new mogwai are all playing an arcade game together while Gizmo is with Barney just chilling out. And Randall is just amazed. He's like, oh, this can be like a new invention. Like this could be big. Like we could call it the Peltzer pet and it can replace the family dog. And as he says that, Barney lifts his head and he's like, what the fuck? What do you mean it can replace the family dog? (laughs) I'm trying to be funny on my own. Like it's hard not having that back and forth between me and Celeste. Um, I'm finding it very awkward doing this by myself, but I am trying my best for everyone. And I do apologize if it is very awkward, but back to the movie anyway. So we see that like the new Mogwai aren't like Gizmo and we can see the one with the stripe on its head is like their leader of some kind. And as Billy's explaining this to Randall, the one with the stripe spits all over, well, spits at Gizmo and all the other ones laugh at him. And Gizmo, again, visibly upset. So then we cut to them all going to sleep. Like Gizmo's in the bed with Billy and the other ones are down in like a cardboard box all together. Billy and Gizmo fall asleep watching a movie and sometime in the middle of the night, Billy gets woken up by the cries for help from his dog Barney. And he's like wondering what's going on. And he goes outside and he sees that Barney's been hung up by some Christmas lights. So he gets him down, obviously, starts warming him up and straight away he blames Mrs. Deagle, which fair enough. This woman's been out for the dog since the start of the movie. But his mom's like, you can't blame her. Like, we don't know it was her. Like, there's no signs it was her because there was no footprints coming up the driveway in the snow. So then we cut to Pete, like, coming home from school and... Billy walks past him and he's like, oh, what are you doing there? And he's like, oh, I've got one of the new Mogwai. I need to show the science teacher. And he shows them like what they are and shows them like they can multiply with water. Obviously, the teacher's like, oh, like I've got to get blood samples. Like I need to know what these guys are. And he takes one for testing. Now, Billy walks past the pub to see Kate and the bloke from earlier in the movie is drunk as shit, like he is off his face. And he again, he's going off about foreign parts and cars and how he just loves American made. And Kate's like, all right, maybe you should go home. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And he hops in his car and he's talking about like, you know what those foreign parts are? They're gremlins, like they destroy your engine. And this is like the first part we hear like the gremlin word in the movie. And... As he keeps talking and he's sitting there, Kate's like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't drive home. And the old man is like, yeah, nah, you're right. I'll walk home. Which for a second, not going to lie, when I was watching it to like do this podcast episode, I thought they were going to let him drive home, (laughs) which is obviously don't do that. That's not smart at all. But (laughs) for a second, I was like, shit, are they actually going to let this poor bloke drive home? But luckily, Kate talks him out of it and he walks home. So now we get like a scene of Billy and Kate walking with each other and she's like telling a bit about her life and how she doesn't like this time of year. Like she doesn't like Christmas. And like I can understand about this. Like some, this can be like a really hard time for a lot of people. But like it, as it is a celebration and we get to see family and stuff and we can get cool gifts from Santa or like your family or whatever. Like it is a fun time. But for a lot of people, it can be, it can be rough. And I know for me, especially with some past things that happened in my life, it was rough for me. But I've, 
turn around like I love this time of the year I love getting to see my family and like honestly if you find it rough around this time of year like I do encourage you to talk to someone because I did and it helped me in the long run like I don't mean to go on a bit of a tangent about mental health but I am honestly on if you are out there and you are dealing with stuff especially this time of year like do try and find someone to talk to like obviously it's it's okay to not be okay and like I myself have been through a lot of things in my life and like if I can help someone else by saying it does help to speak to someone like I'm more than happy to say that for us in Australia like beyond blue lifeline it's amazing and I know in America there is a lifeline number like just reach out it does help out a lot and yeah I don't mean to get into a depressing mood but watching this part now when Kate is like I don't really like this time of year because we do find out later in the movie what happens and I just as a kid you don't really think about it but as an adult it like as I said being in that situation where this time of year can bring up some things it is rough and I encourage anyone who is dealing with anything to speak up back to the movie Billy is obviously walk, walking Kate home and he musters up the courage to finally ask Kate out on a date and then we cut back to the teacher who's starting to do a bit of blood tests on the new mogwai and he sticks a needle in his arm and he's like oh you don't need like you're a big tough guy this won't hurt you and obviously we get the cute little like ow owls as always like these mogwai in their first form are awesome like they're really really cute and the way they speak it's just they're really well made and to know it's not cgi it's all animatronics it's really really cool and a funny thing is like zach gallahan who plays billy in an interview he states that because there was no cgi all these gremlins were animatronics and they were 30 to forty thousand dollars each and the security at the end of the day would make everyone on the set open up their trunks or the boots of their car to make sure they hadn't stolen any of the gremlins on set which to be honest i would have tried so hard because i would love to have one of these but now we go back to billy and gizmo they're just chilling on the bed as the other mogwai start to arc up about being hungry and billy goes to obviously go grab food he checks the clock and it's not midnight yet he feeds the five in the uh in the cardboard box and he offers some to gizmo but gizmo's not hungry and then we go back to the other mogwai that's at the school the teacher is now left for the night and he steals the sandwich that was left on the bench so billy and gizmo fall asleep and the next morning they wake up and they we see these new cocoons as billy calls out to his mother and his mom comes up and she's like what the hell are these and she's like asking him like did you get him wet and he's like no that multiplies him like did you put him in direct sunlight like was he around bright light he's like no that just scares him and then she was like did you feed him after midnight and billy's like no i checked the clock but he goes to check again and we see the clock has been chewed off by the plug base so one of these little gremlins has chewed off the end of the cable on this clock and it was just stuck on like quarter to 11 or something so we this is where we go back to the school because billy's obviously going back to the science teacher and he's like what what's happening and he's like well they're in their cocoons they're obviously going through changes they'll be they'll look different they'll probably act different when they come out 
and there's a bit of back and forth because we go back to the house and Randall calls the mum on the phone to say he's at a convention and everything's all good. He's like, there's a bit of tough competition here, but I should be all right. And this is where we start to see that the cocoons are actually starting to hatch. And then now we go back to the bank and Mrs. Harris is talking to the boss if she can, if he can talk to Mrs. Deagle about what's going on, like if he can talk some sense into her and even he is like, no one can talk sense into that woman. Like she's just an asshole. And then Mrs. Deagle again cuts back into line where Billy is. And she's like, oh, I haven't seen your dog around for a while. One thing I got to mention is when um, the dog was hung up by lights, they offer to like take him to like his grandparents' place so that Mrs. Deagle can't get anywhere near the dog. So again, she goes on about if I catch him, it'll be a slow death that that dog gets and it's all he deserves. So now we go back to the school as the cocoons are starting to hatch for now. And we see like a little sneak peek of what the new Mogwai will look like. There's like green slimy hands that come out from the hatching of the eggs. Oh, well, sorry, not the eggs, the cocoons. And the box starts to shake on the bench and it falls off and the teacher gets concerned, but the bell rings as this happens and he gets all the students out of the classroom so he can um, like sort out what's going on. Now we cut back to the house and Gizmo's freaking out. He's like, he is genuinely scared about of what's going to actually happen. And then we go back again to the classroom, a lot of back and forth in this part. And we see that the teacher is trying to find the, um, well, not at first, sorry. He calls Billy over the phone to say the cocoon's hatched and Billy leaves work to say I'm on my way. And then we see the teacher is trying to find where the Mogwai is. He's like, hmm, I've got a candy bar for ya. And eventually he sees it run under his desk and he gets to him, hands him the candy bar and he starts eating it. But then obviously it turns for the worse and he starts to attack the teacher. This is where Billy gets into the school. He gets to the classroom and he's looking for him and sadly finds the teacher dead under the desk with a needle sticking out of his ass, which I thought was pretty funny because just a little like payback for the Mogwai. And he goes to reach for the phone, but the Mogwai's hand stops him and it kind of like cuts him up. So he goes to the next room to patch himself up and it kind of like jumps out of the of the uh, cupboard and we see it for like a split second. We don't really get a good look at it, but I'm sure if you pause the movie, you could get a really good look at it. And it escapes through the duct in the wall. It does this twice. So it does it before Billy goes to patch himself up and then it does it again when um, he goes to the next room to clean up his hand. So we go back to the house now and this is where the mum can hear noises coming from upstairs and we see the mog the Mogwai have tied up Gizmo to the dartboard and are starting to throw darts at him. And then they eventually like grab him and throw him down the laundry chute. This is where the mum grabs a knife and starts to head upstairs and she sees that the all the eggs are hatched. The phone, this is where the phone goes off and Billy calls his mum to let her know to get out of the house because these Mogwai are very dangerous. But unfortunately, they do stop her from doing it as they scare the shit out of her and she runs away. She then starts looking for him around the house and and it's at this point she's in like the living room and a glass is just thrown at her from nowhere. And (laughs) this is where I find it a bit funny because obviously she walks into the kitchen and she finds the first, this is where we get our first really good look of what will now they are known as gremlins look like. And they're like these cool, like 
green little monstrous things. Like they look really, really cool. And like one of them's in like this, it's in one of those weird inventions again that the old man makes. And he's like chilling in it and the mum kind of just turns it on and kills it by blending it to death. So then the next one starts to throw plates at her and she's like grabbed this like chair or stool or something to like defend herself and she gets eventually she starts getting closer to it where she just stabs this one to death and then the next one kind of like scares her because he just yells at her and she sprays it with like cooking oil to get it into the microwave and then turn it on which we just see it combust and explode she then goes back to the living room and we can see movement in one of the stockings and she starts to attack it but when she cuts it open it's just a toy robot that was just turned on in the stocking but as she like walks back towards the christmas tree we can see like these red eyes and this is where the gremlin starts to attack her from it's just one gremlin i thought it was multiple but it's only one and we can see that it's starting to attack her and the christmas tree falls on top of her and on the other side of the room we can see stripe in the box that gizmo came in and he just says, neat. Like he's enjoying this this poor lady get attacked. But luckily, Billy eventually gets home and saves his mum. And he uses the sword to slash the one attacking her into the fire. And it kills her. And Stripe escapes through the window. So Billy takes his mum to safety and then goes back to get Gizmo so they can go after Stripe. And they follow like this little trail that goes to like a YMCA now, if you don't know what one of these are, it's like an indoor swimming pool. Like, I learned how to swim once at an YMCA. Like, it's one of those places. And we can see that a window's been broken, so we know Stripe's in here. Um, as Billy and Gizmo are starting to lurk around, the fire alarm goes off, and obviously it scares Gizmo because of the loud sound. And obviously Billy as well, like a fire alarm going off for no reason would scare anyone, I would say. And... They go to turn it off and Stripe jumps out of nowhere and starts to attack Billy. Billy. And then he jumps into the pool to multiply himself by more and creates this massive army. This is where Billy just runs away and he tries to go to the police station to tell him what's happening. But of course, in every movie that is like this, no one believes him. And he's like, look, I'll show you, just dim the lights. And then we get to the part which I mentioned used to scare the shit out of me as a kid as we see like hundreds or... Maybe just a hundred of these gremlins just start in this cool like stop motion like scene. Just start running down the street and we can see they're trying to, they're starting to wreak havoc. Now, this is where I finally get that old man's name. We see that Murray from the bar is just chilling at home and he just wants to, he's just trying to chill out and watch TV and it starts to get all staticky and he blames his wife for messing with it and she's like no you've got the remote like it should work and it was funny because he turns to one um he turns to one channel and it works once and it's like this foreign movie and again he goes off about how he just wants american made he doesn't like foreign anything and then we see that the mogwai are all hanging from his antenna and murray heads outside to check what's happening and he starts to hear a noise from his garage as the gremlins steal this snowplower and just like start chasing after Murray and he runs back into the house and he like grabs his wife and sadly they are killed off as the gremlins just run him over with the snowplower. You don't see it, it does cut off but you see the enjoyment out of the gremlins face and then you see it like the snowplower buckle a little bit obviously telling us that yes they have killed 
Murray and his wife, which sucks because Murray was a fun character. Like he was just that old man that had any everything to say and like he just wanted to have his say and yeah i don't know how to explain it honestly but we we would all know someone like that like i know plenty of people like that so now this is where we see that they're like just starting total chaos throughout the whole town and we go back to the police station and billy finally shows the police gizmo and they're like they think gizmo's cute they're like oh how can this hurt anyone they still don't believe that an animal like this couldn't hurt anyone even when they get a phone call that the Fetterman's, Marty and Sheila, have been killed by a snowplower. Now, this is where we cut to Mrs. Deagle in her house and she's coming down the stairs on like this motorized chair so she doesn't have to walk down her stairs. And she's coming down and we see like she's basically that old crazy cat lady. Like as every time I see her in this, I think of that crazy cat lady from The Simpson- Simpsons. Like she just has like this abundance of animals like i don't know how she can afford to feed all of these like i can't even afford to feed lotus half the time like it's hard with one animal i couldn't imagine like five or six of them now we (laughs) we can see like we can hear the gremlins are there and i think one of them mucks around with her chair and she doesn't notice that but she will notice when we can start hearing some noises out in uh sorry we can hear noises coming from her front door and she goes bloody christmas carolers and she run she goes outside to like shoo them away but realizes it is the gremlins and she shits herself and obviously gets back inside and she uses the chair to go back upstairs but because it's been tampered with it goes like a hundred miles an hour and flings her out the window and kills her which like you know, we all have that satisfying death in a movie and I've got to say, this is one of them. Like, she's just been an asshole to everyone that she meets and to get her, like, is the word comeuppance? I don't know. I, I don't know what the word is, but, like, obviously, oh, I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words. But let's just get back into the movie. So as she comes out of the window and lands in the ground, the police have like just pulled up and stopped and seen that this has happened. And they're like, that's Mrs. Deagle. And then they look to the side and they see that someone is coming out of the house and they're being attacked by gremlins. And they're like, oh my God, like I know who that is. He plays Santa every year. And this is where they go, all right, let's just get out of here. Let's just get, yeah, let's just get out of here and... We don't, again, the gremlins, um, they tamper with the car and obviously we won't know this till a bit sooner, but the police drive away. And when they try to step on their brakes, they don't work. So they start to freak out, which in turn makes them flip over the car and crash it. And it's at this point in time we get, we go back to Billy and Giz as they're in the car and they can hear over the radio that a guy named Rocking Ricky has been, is being attacked by the gremlins as well as he's doing his radio show. And then now we go to the pub where Kate is there and all the gremlins are just hanging out there. They're all drinking, all getting a bit too rowdy. And I feel like Kate's trying her best to calm it down, but they're all just being like, they're all being annoying really. And it's even like one even pretends to flash her behind the bar and she screams at him. And it's just, again, it's just a whole bunch of chaos. Like, I feel like that's what they are. It's just, it's just chaotic when they're around. 
Like there's even a point where Stripe is in the background, in the back playing poker and he notices one of the gremlins is cheating. Well, there's like a female gremlin there that notices one of the other poker players there is cheating. So Stripe just shoots him and starts laughing. So as obviously Kate's probably getting like, I need to get out of here. And she starts to flash a camera at them so she can escape from the pub. And it, it works for a bit, but then the camera stops working and she's stopped by a masked mogwai who does shoot at her but she gets out of the way and luckily billy comes with the car and the bright lights kind of scare him off a bit and he saves kate but again you just don't know how these gremlins work because when they get back into the car it doesn't work so they have to go and go on foot and run somewhere and they run to the bank to try and see if that's the safest place they can be but the gremlins have uh, torn through it already. And going back to what I was saying before, this is where we find out where Kate's father, what happened to Kate on Christmas. So Kate's father was dressed as Santa to surprise her and her mother by coming down the chimney, but sadly tripped and broke his neck and got stuck in the chimney. He wasn't found until Kate started a fire and can smell like something was off. And they thought it was a dead animal, but when they called the police, they broke the chimney and realized it was her father's dead body which holy shit for a movie that i don't feel like it's it's dark but like kids watch this and that's pretty that's a fucking rough thing to put in here but at the same time i understand like this movie and indiana jones and the temple of doom were the reason the mpaa uh put in a pg-13 rating in america like they Felt the movies were too violent for a PG rating, but they weren't violent enough for an R rating. So I understand like, yeah, for a mature audience who understands what they're talking about, obviously, as I said before, as a kid, you're not really thinking about it. You just know it's sad. But as an adult, you're like, holy shit, like that's fucked up. But going past that, um, they try to find out where these gremlins could be. And Billy is like, obviously, well, they need to be in a dark area. Like, they can't be where light is. Obviously, they're at the cinema well, or movie theatre, whatever you would like to call it. And they're in there and they're watching Snow White. This scene's like, it's so cool because, like, obviously, we start to hear the song Hi-Ho and they start singing everything. Like, even Gizmo's singing it from outside the theatre. And they're like, all right, let's devise a plan. Where's the boiler room? And Kate's like, oh, it's around the back. I'll show you. So... At this point, Stripe leaves because they've run out of food. There's nothing left. And he goes outside and looks through like the the desk or the condiment station. And he, as I said, there was nothing there. And he looks out through the window and can see like a, a department store. And he sees like candy and he's like, oh, like obviously that's where I can get more food. So he gets out of there and Billy and Kate make it to the boiler room where... They open up a gas valve and he lights a cloth on fire and throws it in there. But as they're trying to escape, the movie stops because the gremlins have been fucking around with the projector and they all start to panic and, well, not really panic. They all start to get chaotic again and they, I feel like they can see that Billy and Kate are there through the um, shadow on the other side. So they start to chase them. Um, Billy and Kate get out. And they lock the door behind him. Obviously, the theater blows up, killing all the gremlins that were in there, minus Stripe, as he just seems from afar and sings out. But as he screams out, sorry, Kate notices that Stripe 
was in the department store the whole time, so they have to chase after him. And again, there's another little like little laugh of a scene where Stripes like on this skateboard, like getting away from Billy and Gizmo and Kate. And I don't know. There's a lot of fun parts in this movie. Like it's so much fun to watch this. So Billy arms himself with a baseball bat. Bat, sorry, and he walks past some TVs, which Stripe appears on one of them, and he smashes it. And then obviously. Stripe appears on all the other TVs, so he's like, holy shit, where could he be? (laughs) Again, another laugh of a scene, Stripe. You see, like, Stripe on a tricycle just riding away. And as Billy's trying to find him, and, like, he, like, walks past even, like, an aisle where Stripe is hiding. And then this is where Stripe starts to throw tools and stuff at Billy. And he actually almost hits him with a saw blade. And, again, like, Stripe gets away and then he starts using like this pitching machine like it's just pelting baseballs at billy and he gets him hits him with it and then obviously shoots him with an arrow from a cross from a crossbow and it gets billy in the arm so he's pretty injured but this is okay this is like a little fun cool homage to like earlier in the movie because we see gizmo getting like this little toy car and in like the exact same shot from the movie he was watching earlier in the movie we see him like driving with the what was being said in that movie like in the background and at this point in time we cut back to billy and stripe having their fight again and we see now stripe's got a little chainsaw that he's attacking billy with and billy's trying to hold him off and it's at this point that Kate eventually gets some lights on, which makes Stripe fall backwards. And because he's still holding the chainsaw, it kind of like drags him across the floor and straight into a wall where we get that like cartoonish, like he's a bit dizzy from hitting his head so hard. But he notice, notices to his left or his right. He looks to the side basically and he notices a massive water fountain. So he's like, I could start this all again. And then he looks to the opposite side. And he notices some guns and he's like, okay, well, I can arm myself as well. Now, this is where Randall and Barney are driving past. So, earlier in the movie, like a bit before this, Randall stopped at a gas station after picking up Barney. He's like, again, trying to sell off one of his um, inventions, like a smokeless ashtray. And again, it doesn't work. But yeah, as they're driving past this department store, Barney can hear what's going on. So he hops out the car and runs in. And at this time, like as Barney runs in, Gizmo comes in that little car and drives past Barney and like does like a little head nod so that like Barney starts to follow him. This is where Billy gets up and Stripe calls out to him and starts to shoot as he starts to ascend the water fountain water fountain, and puts his like finger in it so he can start multiplying again. But... As this happens, Stripe notices that Gizmo's coming with the car and he like drives up this shovel as a ramp and heads towards the blinds. Um, this is where Stripe does start to shoot at Gizmo, but it's he can't get him and he doesn't get him in time because Gizmo gets the blinds open and like shoots up towards the roof as he's like holding onto the handle of the blind and like accidentally hits his head. And this is where Stripe is now. Well, what we think at first is killed by the bright light because he's like melting and he falls into the fountain. But because he's like basically dead, he doesn't multiply this time, which I feel like doesn't make a little, a little bit doesn't make sense, but that's all right. Um, Billy walks over to, to the fountain, but you know, in every horror movie needs a good scare. Like we need that like final jump scare from the killer 
a stripe comes out of the water, but he straight away falls to the ground and dies there. This is where now we're getting to the end of the movie. We head back to Billy's house where everyone is watching the report on TV about what transpired in the night. The old man, this is where the old man from the store appears and he's like, I told you, like you weren't ready to have this mogwai and like I warned you and no one was ready and look what happens. And Randall's pretty much like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry that I took him from you. Like he have him back. But obviously Billy's a bit reluctant because he's grown attached to Gizmo. But he does, the old man does end up taking back Gizmo, but not after final, one final goodbye to Billy. You know, bit of a tug at the heartstrings to end this movie. And the old man does say to him, one day you might be ready, but until then the Mogwai will be waiting for you, which sets it up for a sequel that didn't come till 1990. And that is Gremlins. I do apologize if I did rush through this again. I am by myself. I'm not used to this and I'm so sorry if it was a very awkward episode. But Celeste will be back next week, hopefully, and we will give you your final podcast for 2022. But until then, you can follow us on our Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod, uh, over on TikTok at BWHPod, and Twitter at Official BWHPod, and our Gmail, Better Watch Horror Pod at gmail.com. I hope you did enjoy this this episode please let me know um i'll see you all next week have a good one